At the end of every month this year, we've been covering a different Batman movie, and it seems like it's been going on forever. So this week, one of the wackier entries in the franchise, Batman Forever. That was good. Dude, this Yo- song... Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hi, welcome to the show. This is Josiah and Mike, and we're How Star Wars Is It. Yeah, How Star Wars Is It is the name of the podcast, because what we do on the show is we take a different topic every week, and we give it a score from 1 to 10, but not... Of its quality. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're more concerned with its quantity of Star Mm -hmm. Wars. Of Star Wars. (laughs) Today at work, I had the unthinkable happen. Uh Uh-oh, poop your pants? Pooped. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. And this week, the topic is Batman Forever. (laughs) I haven't done that in a while. Okay. But uh, my coworkers were like, you have a podcast. Oh, no. And then one of them pulled it up and started listening to the first episode while we were all in the same room together. And I said, stop, stop. It's too embarrassing. Stop. Stop. We were different people back then. That was five years ago. (laughs) I was like, that was four years ago. And I can't believe you're doing this to me. And she stopped. Thank God. We're almost at episode 250, which is approximately five years. Yeah, that's crazy. What was um, about the song that you were going to say? Oh, I think I think the Batman Forever song, Hot Take, maybe, but I like the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin Batman theme better than the Batman and Batman Returns Batman theme. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're both good, and they are both Batman. And to right. a degree, I would even say that the Tim Burton Batman is more, like the theme to the Tim Burton Batman is more Tim Burton Batman aesthetic, and the theme to Batman Forever is more... Joel Schumacher aesthetic. Like it's yeah, a bit it, more audacious, whereas the Tim Burton one is like like it's like darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's darker for um, sure. I can't keep them all separated in my head. They all I just hear them and I go, that's Batman. Well, I follow the advice of the offspring because they say you gotta keep them separated. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I don't follow that advice. So, okay, we're talking about Batman Forever, the movie with Val Kilmer as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, the introduction of Chris O'Donnell as Robin, and Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Now, I did not like watching this movie this time. <laughs> and, and my, like, memory of it is, well, of the Schumacher ones, it's the better one. I think I disagree with that now. Wow, interesting. I think time and history and perception have shaped our understanding of the movies, and I'm really glad we watched them out of order in this rewatch because, Mm -hmm. look, Rob and Josh were like, that was bad when we watched Batman and Robin, and it is decidedly bad. But, Mm -hmm. like, I kind of had fun with it being bad because Mm -hmm. it's, like, crazy, and this one is the same brand of crazy, but just not as big or something. Right. Like, it is certainly big, let, let's let be clear. But, like, yeah, I think the fact that, that it Jim was... It's weird to say that with Jim Carrey in the mix. Yeah, woof. Let's talk about Jim Carrey. But, like, I think mm. I think the, the fact that it changed hands from Burton to Schumacher at this one, there was the sort of, like, Phantom Menace benefit of the doubt of, like, oh, that was kind of weird, but, like, I'm interested in where this is going. Whereas, like, by the time Batman and Robin came out, people were like, no, decidedly no, this is bad. And Mm -hmm. I think that colored my memory that this movie was a notch better than Batman and Robin. But, no, they're kind of on equal playing field. (laughs) They kind of are. Like, it's not very good. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, Both bad guys are just kind of being crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're just being crazy. 
it it definitely has 1966 all over it. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, it starts with the the sequence that it starts with is like they're trying to tell you this is a comedy. Yeah, like suiting up action, and then like the first line of dialogue is. Can't I at least convince you to take a sandwich, sir? And he goes, I'll get drive through. Yeah, it's like, that's just so silly. Like, oh, co- okay, so we're going Adam Westy here. Yeah, we're going a little more campy, a little goofier. Yeah. But l- I, think, I think you're right in that Batman and Robin reaches like full camp. Yeah. Or at least and it comes closer like- to it. I would have liked to have seen Val Kilmer instead of Clooney with Schwarzenegger and Thurman. <laughs> Oh, that would have been nice. Like, Val Kilmer honestly does a serviceable Batman. I, I think he does. I think he's better than George Clooney. Yeah, he's better than Clooney. I think the fact that Clooney is so much like weirder or like worse, I suppose, makes my expectations that much lower for Batman and Robin to be any good. Right. And right, I'm right, able right, to right. just like relax on like the shit roller coaster, whereas this is like, oh man, parts of this could have been good but weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did... Is this a riddle? Yeah. Why did... Why did Joel Schumacher take over and Tim Burton leave? Because Tim Burton still still produced this movie. Right. There is a story behind that, and I'm only kind of half remembering it. You can look it up, maybe. But I remember the story being something like Burton went to Warner Brothers for, like, a meeting. He had just done Batman Returns, or the, the, the dust had settled from that, and the box office had come back, and all the kind of, like, that was the weirdest movie anyone's ever seen, like had kind of calmed down and like during the meeting for him pitching what his Batman three would be, he could like sense that they were like not interested in him anymore. And he was like, Oh, mm-hmm. do you guys just like not want me? <laughs> mm. Hold on. I'm reading about it right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after Batman returns was team to deemed Batman returns was financially less successful. It was deemed too dark and inappropriate for children. Yeah. McDonald's recalled their Happy Meal tie-in. Right. Warner Brothers decided that it, they that that was why the film didn't do as well. And after the film's release, Warner Brothers was not interested in Tim Burton returning as director. So Burton basically. Oh, and then yeah, you're, you're right. Burton noted he was unsure about returning to direct writing. I don't think Warner Brothers wanted me to direct a third Batman. I even said that to them. Yeah. So they mutually agreed to part ways, and then Schumacher was brought on. Uh, with Burton's approval. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's weird, the but not thing, that weird. The thing that's that's kind of tough, though, with this is the tone is trying to be cartoonier and more like Adam West, but yeah. they're still doing a lot of Burton's aesthetic. They turned it up a notch and started doing some of that crazy neon shit, but, like, mm. I almost wish it were goofier aesthetically too sure because i think that's why some of the camp falls flat it's not that they aren't trying but it's that the movie itself as a as an entity seems to be taking itself a bit more seriously than the movie of batman the movie is to you know like yeah dang they got akiva goldsman was on this one too and who also did batman and robin okay that makes sense there's a lot going on here in this flick what are you learning just that like the the that the original schumacher originally wanted to make an adaptation of batman year one Mm -hmm. which michael keaton was on board with but then warner brothers didn't want that because they wanted a sequel not a prequel Mm. but that's why there's those that's why we have the brief events of bruce of bruce's childhood in the movie right a la dark knight uh returns yeah right um in the movie because they like that survived the process anyway i gotta got stop reading wikipedia I'll, I'll get too deep in, into the rabbit hole so like right off the bat there's that like bank vault scene and yes. the guy's like oh no my <laughs> shoes are melting boiling acid boiling and acid when batman saves the day he goes up detaches it from the cable and whatever rides the helicopter down it flies back exactly to where it was taken out of the building and i was like okay this is on the level of like um a metal 
shark bomb. Yeah. Like, the 60s TV show, for sure. This is funny. It's supposed to be funny. And that's the, that's the problem with this movie. Is it supposed to be funny? Yeah. I wish it would, like, pick a lane more firmly. Yeah. It kind of doesn't end up being very funny. No. It ends up being a little bit of a slog. I, I don't know if knowing that Tommy Lee Jones, like, hated working with Jim Carrey is, like, coloring my opinion. But, like, Jim Carrey was kind of hard to watch this time. And I remember yeah. always loving him as a kid, no matter what movie it was. And, like, this was one where I was like, yeah, Jim Carrey, the Riddler. It's, like, perfect. And, like, watching it yesterday, I was like, oh, God, shut up. Fuck. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's it's Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey. Yes, right, right. Right, so he's not really doing a character. He's just being his wild, goofy self. Yeah, right. Which, like, sort of works for the character of the Riddler, but also... Not if we're trying to distinguish him from any other bad guy. No, like the 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 general attitude of Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face seems to be Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. a little sillier, even which is like the wrong direction. Wrong direction. Like yeah. Harvey doesn't need to be silly. He can be just no. a big cartoonish villain, which is how you're playing him. But like, stop being so like gleeful be a bit scarier or something yeah like there's a weird there's a weird like it's a weird choices all around and yeah. weird choices with tommy lee jones where you're like you'd think he would be like like you said scarier or doing or doing doing more of a duality thing right? yes yeah but he ends up being pretty one note the whole time Agreed. and there's very few there's very few times where you see the like Harvey side come through right yeah he's just kind of like he's like a story town villain <laughs> yeah he's like rah, 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 rah. Uh, yeah and he's big and Jim Carrey's bigger it's like well right. the, you need a contrast like I do I do kind of like Freeze and Ivy more because they have different mm -hmm. energies they're both a bit yeah. lower energy so like it's more of a race to the bottom, I suppose, but she's like sexy, sultry, and he's like um, corny villain. Mm -hmm. And this is just like two corny villains who are both too corny. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like it's like Tommy Lee Jones got on set with Jim Carrey and was like, "I'm gonna try to meet match his yeah. energy," which was which an like, error, <laughs> a mistake. Why would you ever? get onto a set with Jim Carrey and be like, you know what? I'm going to match his energy. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Do something opposite. That's more in your wheelhouse. Right. Like, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones could do a good, scary duality villain. Like he could do a good job at that. And it would, it would make for a better movie because you'd have something to to bounce off of Jim Carrey's absolutely insane antics. Yeah. Right. Right. As opposed to having two, two actors who are both trying to out, like insane each other right which it's just ends up not working carrie can do smaller yeah sure like it's back just back then could he do smaller I, well i don't know when this was relative to like truman show and like the majestic and things like that but like i think that just directorially directorially editorially mm -hmm. tonally yeah that didn't seem to be the choice Right, so Truman Show was 98, this was 95, so it's around the same time, yeah. so he could do smaller if he wanted to. Yeah. But I guess, but Schumacher wasn't telling these guys to go small. Yeah, no, they were making a cartoon movie. Right. Um, especially, I mean, like, that first scene when the vault goes right back to where it was seated before, that's really funny, but, like, there are parts in the third act that are like, oh, they're not even, like, being shy that they are trying to do, like, a, a, a sequel to Adam West's Batman. Like, right. when holy Robin rusted goes... Metal, Batman. Yeah, holy rusted metal. And, and, like, even, like, when Batman's in the plane and, like, gives the thumbs up, the, like, gif forevermore. Mm. Like, they're doing or a silly the, movie. The freaking, like... <laughs> I wish I would have screenshotted it. This, whenever, after he kisses... Uh, Chase Meridian, the journalist, because Batman the loves... psychiatrist. Oh, she's a psychiatrist, or, right. Or therapist or whatever. Therapist, uh, psychologist, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the journalist is from the first movie. Yeah. But Batman loves, like, trying to reveal his secret identity to women, yeah. apparently. This, this like, in these movies. Right. And, but, like, he kisses her as Batman, and she's like, 
I'm actually think that I'm thinking about someone else. Yeah. And he goes, I understand. And he turns around and has the doofiest smile on his face. <laughs> it's so that I've ever funny. Seen. He's like, yeah. It's the biggest, doofiest smile you've ever seen. Yeah, like, And I'm like, that's when, a funny choice. When it's being funny, I'm having a good time. But, like, when it is either trying too hard to be funny or trying too hard to be serious, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Big, big no. Big zero. Big no. It's, <laughs> a, it's a hard line to walk. Yeah, totally. And this does not do a good job of walking it. Also, I really want a new-ish Batman movie to have a teenage Robin Yes, please. I'm tired of adult Robins. Like, I think that, like, okay. So comics are weird, right? And it's hard because they have these, like, traditional and, like, uh, like tropes, right? Mm-hmm. Like the teen sidekick. And that's why Spider-Man was, was um, new, groundbreaking was because he was a teen superhero. Right. Not just a sidekick. But, like, I think that maybe the reason we very rarely see teen sidekicks in live action is because then you really have to, like, actually look at it and say, this adult person is letting this teenager get shot at. Right. Which is a weird energy. Yeah. And in comics, you can kind of... Neglect slash, like, reckless endangerment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In comics, you can kind of hand wave it away as being like, oh, it's just like, it's like a thing in comics. It's just how it's always been. But, like, if you actually had a teen psychic in a live-action movie, you would have to, like, explain why they're letting them be a teen sidekick. Yeah. And so I think maybe that's why we've never seen it. Right. Or if we have seen it, I don't remember where we have. Well, um, this brings up another argument that we've been having alongside past and no doubt future guest of the show, Michael Delaney, on our Twitter thread. Everything should just be animated. <laughs> yeah, everything should be animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Animation is better. Animation is better. You can do more stuff with it. You know, it. it's, it's making it's me realize, I think I would enjoy this movie as a comic. Yeah, it'd be fun, right? It would be, like, really kooky. The idea that, like, he develops a, like, thing that lets you go inside your TV, but the yeah. side effect is you can get everybody's consciousness uploaded into yours. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, oh, but a man. cool, a cool, like conceit yeah um and like decent for the riddler because he's supposed to be all like cerebral and smart yeah like it's an interesting way to justify the power of just being really smart is he just like knows everybody's knowledge Mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's like it's weird going from like the batman's riddler right who's like a serial killer yeah and and that leaves puzzles behind right and you've got that that Batman who's much more of a detective, yeah. As opposed to this, the, like Val Kilmer's, but well, even Michael Keaton's Bat, like the world's greatest detective d- is not apparent in these four Batman movies. Although there is a scene in this movie, Batman Forever, that is like half a shade more serious than the C C yes. C for Catwoman. Yes, like it was. Um, when they're just, when they're solving the riddle, and they're like. They're like, yeah, like, um, well, one and eight could be 18. And mm-hmm. like, MRE, Mr. E, Mystery, Mr. Edward, Nigma. <laughs> what's another word for mystery? Enigma, Mystery, Mr. E, Nigma. Like, yeah, it's like crazy. It's truly one step away from the 1966 movie. Yeah. It's, it's right next door to it. Yeah. Um, for, to, its, to its benefit, most of the time. That's, that's the thing, though. That, like, if it's going to be so close to that tone, it needs to commit to that. And I'm sure probably the studio was like, no, like, we don't want Burton anymore, but we do want, like, some grit. And it's like... Yeah. Okay. It feels like Joel Schumacher wanted to make a really cool, flashy, like, campy... Colorful, campy, yeah. Colorful, funny movie. Right. And the studios were like, but we want it to be, like... Like the original Batman, like the first one. Yeah, yeah. And it, so you end up with this weird like amalgamation that, that doesn't that doesn't work really well. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What other things have I written down? Oh, this is the introduction of nipples on the Batman suit. Right. Right. Which right, again, right, which I feel important. like George Clooney eats the shit for that, but really, it's yeah. the movie before him, and it's not the actor's choice anyway. But like, uh, right. I wrote. I don't love Chase Meridian. No, she's not I, really she's a character. Fine. No, she's just kind of like a 
the girl. I do love that that Rorschach test in her office is it can Decidedly. only be a bat. It looks so much like a bat, but Decidedly like when he says a bat. You have a thing for bats, and she's like, "No, but it seems maybe you do, or whatever." That is so funny. Have you seen the like trend on? Um, it, it's like a, it's like a meme format on like Twitter. People will say like, um, "I really love the character Rorschach from Watchmen, but I just never really understood why his mask is a picture of my parents fighting." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny or I like, like that. i i just didn't really like how his mask is like m- m- me um secretly wishing i was a dog <laughs> <laughs> or that well, the people around me are corn pop pies <laughs> <laughs> was that on the main feed or was that on patreon i don't remember <laughs> Uh yeah the <laughs> what was I gonna say oh yeah oh, it it's was hard the main feed because it was when we were talking about dreams and then that led into the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen I think oh yeah ah oh, that movie rules anyway it's hard coming it's hard for I mean Nicole Kidman has her work cut out for her right because you come you're coming off of Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. really like yeah. iconic Catwoman, which is just like so good yeah. and so out there and so like interesting. Yeah. And then for his love interest in this one to be sort of just like, Oh, I'm a psychologist who's obsessed with Batman. Yeah, it's like, she's okay. like diet Vicky Vale. Yeah, exactly. And she also feels a little too similar to the, to the love interest in Batman. Yeah. That's, that's who Vicky Vale is. In, oh, that's her in name. And the first Batman. Yeah. And it's, Oh, like, I didn't realize uh, someone like uniquely suited to eventually learning who Batman is. And yes, a journalist, uh, a psychologist, a psychologist dealing in duality. Right, like, right, right, you, right. Can that be your specialization? <laughs> yeah, I specialize in duality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> oh man, I I do. I I wrote at one point like, oh oh okay, two things. I wrote one is. The Wayne Enterprises guy, who seems to be Edward Nygma's boss. Yes. And when he's, like, staying out late to work on his, like, evil adventure or whatever, and that guy kind of pops up and he goes, What the hell is going on here? He's, like, he's trying to match Jim Carrey's energy, too. <laughs> and he's succeeding. Yeah. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he is and really then funny. also... Whenever they, whenever he like puts on the machine and like his brain uh-huh, starts getting sucked like, out, it goes back and forth between him and Jim Carrey making crazy noises. Yeah, and I'm like, how awful would it be as an actor where they're like, and now just make some goofy noises, and you're like, okay, okay, I can do that. Can Jim? Can Jim go first though? I want to see what Jim yeah. wants to do. And then like Jim Carrey goes and he's like, yeah, right, yeah. They're probably like, all right, Wayne Enterprises guy, whatever his name is, give me an eleven out of ten. Yeah. And then they're like, Jim, give us a four. Yeah. <laughs> and he's over there going like, <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, perfect, Jim. And they're and like, they, no, and sorry, the we Enterprises... said four, not 40. Yeah, it's not, not 40. And the way Enterprises guy is like, I can't. Yeah. This isn't fair. Yeah, right. I have to match up to that right now. Yeah. That's not fair at all. Yeah. It's the same thing again. It's like people trying to match Jim Carrey's energy is like a fool's errand. Just like do your own thing. Right. And don't try to like be as zany as the king of Zane. Right, right. And then the next thing I wrote was, oh my god, right. There's another origin story in this movie. Like there already was oh, one right. for yeah. the Riddler. They kind of just tell us there's this guy named Two Face. We eventually see right. a like clip of a news show that explains his origin, which is like, right. oh man, you were so his- close to like trusting us to just like get on board with this psycho, right? But they give us a they give us a Riddler origin and then they give us a Robin origin and they all wear the like Robin costume. They're wearing, they're all wearing the Robin. That's outfit, like kind of yeah. cute. And he it's makes cute. another little Robin comics nod at one point of like I think I need a name Batboy Nightwing. Nightwing. What do you think, Bruce? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also it's wrote down this in the scene where eventually the Riddler goes, "Your entrance was good, his was better." Um, yeah. When Batman comes down through the roof, there's the the whole crowd is going like, oh, but one guy goes, Batman! Eh! 
<laughs> and it's like the camera's focusing on him. Like he's the only wow. one with like motion. Like it's really weird. <laughs> the director was like, we have to let the audience know that this Batman, is Batman is coming in. Batman! <laughs> hey! Otherwise they might get confused. We have to let them know it's Batman. <laughs> That's so goofy. Uh, yeah, the... I, I do like like th- there are some jokes that work for me in this movie, like whenever Jim Carrey's like, uh, "How's my mole?" Uh-huh. and then he like, points to his like, "That's funny." Like that's yeah, good that for me. Funny. Yeah, it works for me. Like parts of like parts of these jokes are good. Some of them are good. But when he's like uh, destroying the Bat Cave, yeah, like I guess that's like when you can be at your most kind of like giddy gleeful is like just like wrecking shit. But like it feels. I even wrote that was why, when I wrote this. Ugh, Jim Carrey is so big. <laughs> He's so big. He's so big. Yeah. It's like take it down a couple notches, bud. Yeah. Just for the just for the sake of the movie. Here's a fun joke though, which again, it's like you're not the Joker, you're the Riddler. Yeah, uh, you're the but Riddler. he puts that like bag of bombs in the um Batmobile and he goes, Tell the fat lady she's on in five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not bad, not bad. You know what's interesting? Would okay. Did they screw up? And should Jim Carrey have been the Joker? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't huge in 1989. He wasn't big in 1989. But but like in a in an alternate universe, Batman comes or maybe he just gets bigger sooner or Batman comes out in 1995 instead of 1989. Right, right. Is Jim Carrey as the Joker good? Right. I don't know. I, I don't maybe? either because if he's just doing Jim Carrey then it's just yeah. the same problem that this movie has. Right, exactly. I think he need to be he need to, he need to be a little scarier. Right. Cuz he has no edge to him. He's all goofiness and no edge. Yeah. But I I can see a world in which a Jim Carrey Joker could be good. Well, so thinking of alternate casting, the other thing with this movie famously is that uh both Billy D Williams and was it Marlon Wayans who was oh, yes. scheduled to be both Harvey Dent and Robin respectively? in the Burton verse. Right. And they were under contract as such. And then that's not who they went with. They got like a big payout for that. Um, right. They did. And I don't know if they also did for the following movie or not, or if it was just for this one. I don't know what the terms of the contract were, but the other kind of story that I, I think I've heard in, in the same breath as that Burton realizing in the meeting that they didn't want him. I think he had Riddler cast as Robin Williams. Oh, interesting. Which I think is like a much more interesting, or not much more interesting, but like Robin Williams can do the Robin Williams thing, or he can like be a good actor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not totally. that Jim Carrey can't be a good actor, but even at his like most subdued, he's kind of Jim Carreying a little. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been a really interesting. I think Robin Williams would have been a very interesting Joker too. That too. Yes. Uh, I think you're right. In fact. Yeah. Uh, interesting villain period. I don't know that there are many movies where Robin Williams is a villain. I don't think, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I can't think, think he of is in um, Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. It's been a very long time since I saw that, but I think he is mm. kind of like the antagonist. Yeah, I haven't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but yeah, the, um, the this movie has so many sliding doors. Like there's so many yeah. paths it could have taken. It could have been funnier or it could have been more serious or it. <laughs> it could have starred this person. It could have had this director. It could have had this right. screenwriter and like, I think it I think it took it took left turns or it should have taken right turns it took right turns it should have taken left turns and it ended up being just sort of a mush yeah of a movie that's not like n- nothing quite works right right all the way at least right it's like I watched it today at work and it's just like it was a little bit of a slog to get through and it's kind of just like uh, sad like it's like this could be more fun it's but honestly you know what else is it's for kids it is for kids and that is when I loved it me too. It may have even been the first like Batman movie I ever saw. I can't remember the first time I saw it, but I do remember seeing Batman and Robin as a kid mm-hmm. and, and loving that. Yeah. And like both like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are both decidedly for kids. Right. What what did you say this was? 95? 95. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first Batman movie I ever saw. I don't know that I saw it in theaters because I still would have been young, but um Right, you've been a little young. Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah. It's but like when you when you look at it through the lens of oh this is a kids movie you can kind of be like okay I get what's going on Jim Carrey is being really big and and goofy Tommy Lee Jones is not being too scary because it's for kids 
But is it rated Liter- PG-13? Actually, let me look. Or is it PG? Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure Tommy Lee Jones also took this job because of his kids. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's PG-13. Yeah, so like... So that's another, that's another, that's another zig where it should have zagged. Yeah, like, it really is for someone no older than like 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another weird thing where it's like it's another like dissonance in the movie where it's like it it tries to be this one thing but is just slightly off yeah because it could be a pure kids movie right right but then it's ready pg-13 and it has like some slightly inappropriate things for children and then yeah, it makes and it I mean, like a little I awkward i suppose you take a 10 year old to a pg-13 movie sure you know but... if you want to be illegal yeah yeah <laughs> this is pg-13 this is pg-13 this is pg-13 <laughs> do you know the quote of Tommy Lee Jones to Jim Carrey. And I think, I think it was like at a dinner, like he was eating dinner and Jim Carrey like showed up. Cause he was like just coincidentally at the same restaurant. And it was either like when they were shooting or like right after shooting. And he went over to like, say hi. Um, no, the, the quote that Tommy Lee Jones said to him was, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> oh yes. I have heard that. It's so good. <laughs> so funny. Which, like, dude, all you did is sanction his buffoonery in this movie. You tried to be a buffoon like him, and you didn't do as good a job at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he said that this is Jim Carrey talking on Norm MacDonald's show, and he was like, I went over, or, uh, the maitre d' said, oh, I hear you're working with Tommy Lee Jones. He's over in the corner having dinner. And so he went over and said, hey, Tommy, how are you doing? And the blood drained from his face and he started shaking and he got up. He must have been in the mid kill me fantasy or something like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, He hated him. And he said, uh, he went to hug me and he said, I hate you. I really don't like you. And I said, (laughs) this is Jim Carrey talking. And I said, gee, man, what's the problem? And I pulled up a chair, which probably wasn't smart. And he said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 a what a like bold thing to do to just tell someone outright I hate you. Yeah, uh, is there a Star Wars connection there? I think I think um, Anthony Daniels hated working with Kenny Baker. Oh, there you go, there you go. I don't know do that anybody any... else really didn't like each other though. Do we have any actor? Well, Harrison Ford hates the franchise. Sure. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Um, do we have any actor crossover in this? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Hey, you know who's in this movie? That notorious scab, Drew Barrymore. You're right. Gosh darn it. Good. Now we can carbon date this episode, too. <laughs> we're talking about the scab, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, unless she has changed her mind and decided to be a good person. Yeah. We're recording a little in advance. Um, we are. And then, yeah, there's Twick or Tweet at one point. Yeah, they took a tweet, which is Halloween, which is why we're recording this. this that, that's why we're recording this at this time no other reason right i i do um, think the sort of sci-fi-ness or rather like wild zany kooky cgi shit is even almost a step further than star wars yeah totally. although you know who the visual effects supervisor was same as in batman and robin john dykstra inventor of the dykstra flex aka motion control cameras that like revolutionized how ilm came to be and shot star wars very nice very cool that's the rules. And then they yeah, shook him it, loose before making Empire, which fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's got it doesn't have any like mini Star Wars connections, but you're right, there's some sci-fi elements to it. Yeah. There's camp to both of them. There's like z- colorful characters and yeah, costumes. Right. Um they're sneaking around. There's good music. Yeah, the villains are just so quite obviously villains and they have like anonymous henchmen. The villains in this are louder than the villains in Star That's Wars. True. Well, I say that, but the the Emperor is pretty loud and flamboyant. Yeah, but like in a chair. Yeah, he's sitting down. Like, he's not. These like, guys both like move around like Yosemite Sam. Yeah, they're like pew 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 yeah. pew pew. <laughs> yeah, they're absurd. Um, I do remember, and in fact, it even happened when I watched it yesterday. But I remember as a kid thinking when Jim Carrey would like move around the staff, like kind of twirl it and then like catch it under his arm, thinking that that was very cool. <laughs> yeah. And I, Hey, can I tell you right now? Still cool. Yeah, it is still cool. Um, <laughs> a cool thing that he learned how to do for that. He has very cool. different haircuts like every day. 
Yeah, a very strange. <laughs> different color, different length. And like sometimes it's longer and I'm uh-huh. like, how, that's not how hair works. He has different costumes, like his like final set, like the set piece escalation uh in just like mm-hmm. action and and set also is escalated in costume. Like his last costume is like that sequiny silver white getup yeah. with like the the like lit question marks. Yeah, it's very good. The question mark looks awesome. It does. I like in this how bat how Batman beats his enemies by sort of like psychologically tricking out witting them. Yes, when he throws a bunch of coins, like that's a good move. I like always remember that move and like me too. Am waiting for it to happen in other Two Face <laughs> stories. Right, it's like they happened in that movie, and like every other writer that ever had to write Two Face was like, "Damn, Dang that it. was clever. That was good. We can't use that now. Yeah. That's that's good." But you're right. Yeah. He never he did flip the coins sometimes, but it wasn't like it was just like a cute little thing he did. Not like he was really making decisions on it. Right, like, right, 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 right. And he would sit there and like like when they when they kidnap uh Chase Meridian, he like sits there and flips it a bunch to wait for the result that he wants. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, you can finally shoot at them. And yeah. it's like, well, okay, well, that's not how Two-Face works. He's supposed to like go with what the actual co- the coin says. Right. Yeah, I do think um, Nolan's and Aaron Eckhart's Two-Face is yeah. like the one to beat forever. Yeah, it's like, true. He's, he just like plays it so well. Yeah. If only he was in that movie for longer. Yeah. The fact that even... It starts as a double-headed coin, which A mm-hmm. is two faces. Right. And he was called Two-Face in his attorney life, which is like kind of cool and cute, but like the damage to him is also done to his coin. Right. And so like the damage leaves him chaotic and his coin is a representation of that and like yeah when he used to make his own luck now he lets like really true chaos like decide you know like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they like did the work to make that a character with like character motivation <laughs> totally totally and this and one's like what if really a guy well. had a purple face <laughs> yeah what if his face was half purple and one half of his suit is suit and the other half is leopard and crazy <laughs> and crazy but he has to get those he has to get those made yeah <laughs> the acid did not turn his regular suit into a leopard suit right right that's not how acid works yeah i also love that he covered in the clip he like covers half of his face with a, with folder, like a folder like a manila folder yeah and then like that's how you get the perfect half split <laughs> is because of a manila folder and yeah. i'm like i think the acid would also break the folder and get onto his face right. maybe yeah even even nolan's explanation for that is pretty sound yeah. Like he was laying face down, couldn't move in like flammable liquid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. It's not perfect, it works. but it's like clean. Yeah, it's clean and clear cut. One other thing before we go to the break that we haven't even mentioned is this movie is famous for one thing, if nothing else, the debut and introduction of Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Oh, you're right. Which you're right, plays right. second in the credits? Crazy. After Should've been U2's first. Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, mm. which is just like a sort of U2 sounding U2 song. Yeah, see, I got to the credits and said, thank God, and just turned yeah, it off. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, right. But you got Kiss from a Rose in there, which is iconic. Should we go to the break, I guess? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to run a little long. Yeah. Okay. Oh, woohoo! Hi, Jay. Hey, Caitlin. We're the co-hosts of a little podcast called Gimme That D. Did that get your attention? It's a Disney Channel original movie breakdown podcast. We are breaking down all of your favorite childhood movies that aired on the Disney Channel from 96 to 06, the golden age of cinema. Adair. We are two F-list comedians with a lot of A-list comedian friends, and together we break down and celebrate these absolutely batshit crazy films. So we're talking aloof parents. Inexplicable plots. Full cuts responsible for sexual awakenings the world over. And we ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions questions like, what the fuck is this? And could we have maybe taken a second pass at that script? Uh, but we love them. Oh, God, yes. So listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. To stay in the know of what movie we're covering each week and who our guest is, follow us on Instagram at GMTDpod. Yeah, but for real, do it. And we're back. And we're back. Forever. I got the game this week. It's a pretty simple one. We've done it before. We're going to do it again. I'm going to give you actually choice, Mike. Hmm. 
We're playing six degrees of separation. Ah. Do you want to? Okay. Here's the choice. Do you want to try do to I get want from to play these... or do I want to finish the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to finish the podcast or you want to play? Uh, let's just be done right now. <laughs> <laughs> short Patreon, short episode. Uh, do you want to go from these actors to Star Wars? Or do you want to go from these actors to us? What's more <laughs> fun? Right. We go to us sometimes. We go to us sometimes. Let's go to What's Star Wars because my version of going to us would be quick because the movie that I'm in is with George Clooney. <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're so right I would right. say That's... that anyone in this movie is in this movie with Michael Guff and or Pat Hingle. Right, 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 right. Okay, let's go to Star Wars. Let's start with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is Star Wars. Okay, 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 okay. Um, How fast can you do it? Let's let's. Uh, do we do we want to like both take time and write them down ourselves and then oh, share yeah, them? Oh yeah, and we'll just like cut out all the dead air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. This should be very easy, and I'm just like kind of drawing a blank. Can we go directors? Is that okay? Yeah, whatever. Wait, no, you can't. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Well, that was... You just took that away from me. <laughs> um, Jeez, if only Jim Carrey had been in more movies. He's in Why like is this so hard? He's in a billion movies. <laughs> He's in so many movies. It's so hard for me right now. Mm. I don't know the Ace Ventura movies, but something tells me that he's in those with someone who is in Star Wars. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know them either. How are we defining Star Wars? Anything Star Wars related. Okay, then I can do it in one. Really? Here's why. Okay. And, and if this doesn't count, I will do a different one. Jim Carrey is in Batman Forever with Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore is in E.T. with a whole bunch of Star Wars action figures that Elliot shows E.T. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. <laughs> That doesn't okay, count. Okay, you said anything Star Wars. <laughs> I know, I know. And he names them. He's like, this is Boba Fett. This is Hammerhead. Oh, I think I just got, I think I just busted this wide open. Oh, shit. Your Drew Barrymore helped me. I like don't have my head screwed on. I like don't know who's in any movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me neither. I'm having a really hard time. Okay, I'm ready. I got it. Give me yours. I, 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 I like I have do... nothing, but... I can do it in four. Okay, let's hear it. Jim Carrey is in this movie with Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. Drew Barrymore is in Scream with Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard is in Scooby-Doo with Freddie Prince Jr. Uh-huh. And he who plays is the voice Kanan Jarrus. Kanan in <laughs> Rebels? Yeah. That's good. I like that. Done. I like that one. That took forever. Why did that take so long? Like, there's, there's so many things that I, like, just wish I were a better movie knower because i imagine he's done something with uh henson stuff maybe yeah and sure. frank oz is yoda so like that could be like a one yeah i'm i'm not that good at this game either so this is great podcast well okay so let me let me just freeform it jim carrey is in the truman show with laura linney laura linney is in the john adams hbo miniseries with paul giamatti <laughs> Paul Giamatti <laughs> is in Big Fat Liar with Frankie Muniz. <laughs> Frankie Muniz was on Malcolm in the Middle with Brian Cranston. Uh, keep going, keep going. Let's see. Brian Cranston was um, in um, I want to say Mank. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I think you're right. Uh, I don't know who else is in that movie, though. Brian Cranston is in Breaking Bad with um, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul was in Mission Impossible 3 with... Si- well, no. that's where Tom the Cruise? director would be nice, because J.J. Abrams directed it. Tom Cruise, who was in Mission Impossible 4 with Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg is on Carplot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we He's go. in Mission Impossible 3. So I could have said Aaron Paul is in Mission Impossible 3 with Simon Pegg. There you go. Yeah, there we go. That was fast, okay. right? That, that was fast. I mean, it was impressive. Okay, we've got like <laughs> a thousand more to do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not really. We're just going to do the main guys. Okay. okay, let's go to Val Kilmer. Ready? Okay, yes. This one I can do fast right now. Okay, do it. 
Val Kilmer is in Top Gun with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is in Mission Impossible with Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is on Car Plot. <laughs> yeah, Simon Pegg is going to save us a lot of, yeah. a lot of time. <laughs> I, if, we had done dire- if we could do directors, I was going to say Jim Carrey, Ron Howard, Solo. Solo, yeah. Because Jim Carrey was, in, was directed by Ron Howard in The Grinch. Right. Man, you know what Hobby. might help you here, too? I don't know that you saw it, but you might know all the actors, or at least some. Oppenheimer has like oh, 500 actors in it and Alden Ehrenreich is one of them. Mm. So that'll be a good one to try to land on. Who else right, we got? Are you going to do Nicole, your... Um, Nicole Kidman. This one's going to be easy. Did you do Val Kilmer? No, I didn't. But let me, let me try. Uh, it has to be different than yours. Val Kilmer to... Hey, here's another one. Val okay, Kilmer I'm is in Heat in which Al Pacino goes, she's got a great ass! A great ass! <laughs> I'm going to freeform this one like you just did, okay? okay? Val Kilmer is in Tombstone. Is that what that movie's called? There is a movie called Tombstone, and I think he might be in it. I don't know the, the canon of Val Kilmer very well. Yeah, Tombstone, that's right. It's like the, the Western. Is in that with... Um, what's his name? What's his freaking name? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Who auditioned for Star Wars. What is it for Star Wars? <laughs> Kurt Russell is in <laughs> something else, the I'm thing? sure. Oh, The Thing, yeah. That's a good one. With who else is in The Thing? Uh, uh, diabetes. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Uh, what else? No, this is too hard. He's, okay, got it. Well, Wilford Brimley is in The Firm with Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, God. There we go. <laughs> I can't use Tom Cruise again. Um, who else was in the thing? Was was Keith David? Yeah, wasn't he? I can't remember. Hold on, let's look. Let's look it up. We're cheating. <clears throat> yeah, Keith David's in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Mary Elizabeth Winstead isn't it? She must have been a literal baby. She's in the thing. There's no way she's in the thing. It was made in '82, and she was born in '84. Oh. Was she maybe in that what? one from like 2011? She must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's listing the. It's giving me the cast for both. Okay, T- Keith David, who's in... Requiem um, for a Dream. Sure. With Jared Leto. Who's in... I'm trying to think of anybody in Star Wars. <laughs> Why is it so hard? Jared Leto's uh, in like every movie nowadays. Jared Leto's in every movie, man. House we'll of say Gucci was, with Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Who was in... A Star Wars House born. of Gucci... With Adam Driver. Oh, is he, oh, that's right. He's in that movie. That's right. There you go. So Jerry Lowe was an Adam Driver. There we go. We made it. Okay. Phew, that was hard. Um, Nicole Kidman's going to be an easy one. Ready? Uh-huh. Nicole Kidman is in, is in Moulin Rouge with Ewan McGregor. Oh, good. I, was, I thought you were going to say, Nicole Kidman is in Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Very good. A, 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 a zero. A one-er. A one-er. Yeah. A one-er. A zero-er. Do you want to try to do a Nicole Kidman? <laughs> well, I was going to go the Uncar Plutt route. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Here's one. Nicole Kidman is in the AMC commercial, and yeah. that plays before you see Star Wars. <laughs> it's true. That plays before every movie. So she's, yeah. that, that's, an, that's a good trick one right there. Yeah. All right, just two more. Let's do Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Okay, okay well, I'm going to go the Mission Impossible route again. Okay. Tommy Lee Jones is in The Born Legacy with Jeremy Renner, who is in Mission Impossible oh. Ghost Protocol with Simon Pegg, who is Uncar Plutt in The Force Awakens. <laughs> wow, Simon Pegg was a real boon for us here. Well, this it's game. just because I'm a Mission Impossible nerd. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see if I can do one. Tommy Lee Jones was in... Oh, oh, wait, no, stupid idiot. Tommy Lee Jones is in The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. <laughs> 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 uh, who is in star wars uh, with mark hamill idiot. yeah yeah <laughs> so it was with mark hamill <laughs> famously in star wars with mark hamill i was gonna go men in black route and get will smith up in the oh mix. sure but we didn't even need him no okay last one chris o'donnell this is gonna be hard okay because what has he been in? chris o'donnell is in batman forever with tommy lee jones 
Who is in? Yeah, now that we've established there are at least two of these that have like a uh, one connection. A one-off, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, you can't use Batman forever. Okay, it's okay. Else. I don't know much of the Chris O'Donnell canon either, but I do know he... Isn't he in some kind of like sword movie? He's in The Three Musketeers. Yeah. Is anyone else in that movie? Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen. Okay, okay, Oliver Kiefer Sutherland. Platt. Kiefer Sutherland is in A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation with Simon Pegg. <laughs> I used uh, a different movie that time. You used a different movie that time. That's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, we got the Uncar Plutt route secured. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can think of a different one. Um, let's see. Um... Charlie Sheen's also in Three Musketeers. Chris O'Donnell's in Three Musketeers with Charlie Sheen, who is in Ferris Bueller's Day Off with... That's an interesting poll. Um, the guy who played Cameron. Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck, who's in Succession. Uh-huh. Who's in Succession with um, the other uh, Culkin brother. Yeah, Rory. Who's in... Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, yeah. which has a lot of people in it. Brie Mary Larson. Winstead. Oh, yes. I was going to say Mary Elizabeth Winstead because she's in Star oh, Wars right, now, right? <laughs> That's right. She plays Just... Hera Syndulla on Ahsoka. There we go. Easy. Done. And you know who wow. her husband is? Who? Ewan McGregor. No way. Yeah. And you know who his uncle is? Who? Dennis Lawson, who plays Wedge Antilles. That's crazy. Nepo baby. Movie. Yeah. Nepo nephew, nep nephew, <laughs> nephew, which is already how nephew is spelled. <laughs> I took out the H. <laughs> yeah, it's a nephew, nephew. That's how you say it in French. That's nephew. that's where um the the pastor's kid sits. The nephew. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Or I suppose that's the funny. Pastor's brother's kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The nephew. He gets to sit up close, which is special treatment because, you know, he's the pastor's nephew. (laughs) Nephew. (laughs) All right, let's wrap up this dang show. Oh, (laughs) no. I'm going insane like the Riddler. (laughs) Like the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones. I'm the Batman. I'm. Yeah, and it ends with him just like laughing. It's like, you're doing the Joker. This isn't it. You're being the Joker. It's hard. It's hard for any Batman villain not to be the Joker. And like, props to anybody who uh, puts them all in their own little lane. Yeah. I always think of the Batman Arkham games because they do such a good job at making all the villains feel specific. I need to, to themselves. play those. I bet I would like them. You would like them. They're really fun. Yeah. yeah the, you know, the main this is, this three movie are really does good. make me think like, oh, Burton's 1989 Batman is categorically better than this. Yeah. As a movie. That said. When this movie is fun, it's more fun than when Batman is fun. Yeah, agreed. Totally. Except for, you're going to need a long lens. You need a long <laughs> lens. That means it's small. <laughs> it means it's far away. <laughs> means it's far away or small. Um, you weirdo. So, let's see. We did talk about Star Wars a little. We did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. I wish I could remember what we gave any of the other Batman movies. I know, movies. we are bad at this show. We're bad And at we this don't show. have like a producer or like someone yeah. who maintains the wiki. Yeah, there's not a wiki, guys. Yeah. <sighs> we um, never got there, unfortunately. So I am thinking, we didn't really talk much about the music. There are some bangers, but they're kind of a mixed bag and they're mostly just on the soundtrack, not really like that apparent in the movie ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's that like random time when like a flaming lips song plays. Like it doesn't have the like more singular aesthetic of Burton's Batman, where it's like a whole album written by Prince and another whole album written by D- Danny Elfman. <laughs> yeah, totally. What else is going on in this movie that we haven't talked? There isn't really much of a hero's journey. If there is, it's Robin's. Yeah, for sure. And Batman basically says to him outright, like. I, I don't like to kill people, but if you end up killing them, yeah, like like I think you will feel bad about it, but you got to do what you got to do, as opposed to like <laughs> directly saying 
no, you are yeah. representing the Batman Corporation, and yeah. <laughs> if you He's kill someone, like, that is bad gotta, for me. If you gotta kill him, you gotta kill yeah. him. That's, every man has his own path. That was kind of weird. It is kind of weird. But there is, you know, there's like dead parents that thrust him into like seeking a mentor and going off and fighting his own battle. Like you could, you could say that Robin's story is kind of Star Wars. Totally, um, totally. I don't really sure. know that Batman's is. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Although there are a lot of dead father and mother figures in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. The bad guys, this is kind of a Chewie was on another transport. The bad guys destroyed his house and Batcave, but then he had a whole ass plane and a whole ass boat. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, Those speaking of, when they're playing Battleship, they're using like a translucent... Like screen oh, with Star like Wars. light grid on it, yeah. That's very Star Wars. Which, like, sorry, so you planted a bunch of bombs so that you could play Battleship, like. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's a weird plan. Like they're not surface to air or surface to like water. Yeah. Missiles. They're just bombs that they. I planted. wonder if this is the first movie where like the final set piece includes like. A big fucking light show in the sky. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? It's got a classic hero's choice. Yes. Where it's like, who are you going to save? Yeah, yeah. The trolley Does problem of Star- sorts. Does that happen in Star Wars ever? I can't remember. I don't think so. Um, not really. I guess. It happens in Spider-Man, I mean, not there, Star Wars. There are like choices that people in Star Wars have to make, like Anakin sure. choosing to like leave his mother or whatever, but... I don't think there's that thing you're talking about, like the Spider-Man, like save the bus full of kids or save your girlfriend. Right, 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 right. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be very high. He puts them in like tubes and makes it like a game show. Like yeah. the, the, the Riddler's lair has like like roving spotlights that all seem to be yes. like connected on like a program board. Like There's like a stage manager in the back yeah. being like, and totally. go. It's like they <laughs> had the production of like who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> Yes, it's ridiculous, hilarious. Yeah. Okay, let's give it a let's give it a rating. Stupid, but like it's stupid. even when Star Wars is at its stupidest, it doesn't seem like it's quite this stupid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I so agree. on a whole, Star Wars is like stupid factor is like B minus C plus, and this is like D plus. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I think my unit of measure is going to be sexy sidekicks. Like oh, two oh faces. I see. Yes, 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 yes. Not yes, Robin. Yes. He is also sexy. Like, huh? <laughs> I'm talking about Sugar and Spice, who are, I don't believe their names are ever said in the movie, but those are their names. Oh, interesting. That's also the name of a pair of twins who are drag queens. Oh, interesting. And they do the same kind of thing. There's like the naughty, gothy one and the like angelic, candy, cutesy one. Sure. Um, My unit of measure is gonna be... um. So, like, you know how the bat signal is already kind of stretching credulity? Yes. My unit of measure is going to be green laser show in the clouds. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think it's going to be lowish. I'm going to give it a solid two. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it uh, a two. Two sidekicks. Sexy sidekicks. Which is I'm how of many two minds are. on this. Yeah. Just like Two-Face. Yeah. That's what he says, he says like, that. multiple times. He says times, that. And it's like. I don't even believe you. I believe you learned that line and you're saying it once they roll the camera. (laughs) Yeah, 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 totally. But like, do something about it that makes me believe in it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Well, Batman Forever is a two. (laughs) It's a two. Do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars is on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. You can email us at goodpodcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. Have we gotten any more emails lately? No, just the ones about the bracket that we already got. Okay. And that's all. If you uh, subscribe to our Patreon, you can hear our um, best Halloween decorations slash accessories bracket tournament that we are going to uh, release, I think, probably next week as of Mm -hmm. uh, you hearing this. Or wait, no, this is the end of October. So it might be like in a couple of days. Um, yeah. Depending on how we figure all of our shit out with all of our travel yeah, yeah, yeah. that's coming up. But um, 
the key takeaway there is you should be a member of our Patreon, and you yeah. can. It's easy. You go to patreon.com slash it, and you sign up for the $5 tier or higher, and that gets you access to everything we have, which includes a weekly bonus episode. It includes some other, like, long-form things, and, of course, the entire backlog of, like, over 100 bonus episodes and film commentaries, RPGs, uh, stuff like that. It also gets you access to our Discord server, um, and you help support the show, which is, like, yeah. the real incentive to being a patron. You're, you're helping us feel good and make it feel like we're doing something of value. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. So... It's about time for W Bye Bye. So like we always say, oh wait, sandwiches of Star Wars. It's about time for W Bye Bye. Stop! I'm recording a podcast. No. Enough. Sandwiches of Star Wars. It's about time for W Bye Bye. So like we always say, we love you. We love you. And may the force, and may the force be with you. Be with you. <laughs>